Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash million, M-I-L-L-I-A-N. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Listeners, and welcome to another edition of the Heal the Sick podcast, a presentation of DominionFire.com. I'm your host, Million, M-I-L-L-I-A-N, your ministry provocateur, iconoclast, firebrand, and the resident heretic here at Dominion Fire. Now, our guest today, he's kind of out there just like I am. Like attracts like. I'm loving this. He, This guy's a freaking miracle worker. He's a nurse. He's the author of two books, including Gemstones from Heaven and Feathers from Heaven, an all-around cool guy joining us by way of Portland, Oregon, Michael King. Michael, welcome to the Heal the Sick Podcast. How are you, my bro? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me today, Million. I appreciate it. Definitely. Let's uh, let's get right into this with some healing testimonies. And uh, want to hear something kind of crazy and wild and out there? What would you like to share today? So as you mentioned, I'm a nurse, and I was working with this one patient who is also a believer. Um, and she was in the hospital for a particular thing she needed healed and, um, her glasses had broken sometime during her stay. So we were talking throughout the day and at the end of the day, she asked, would you pray for God to give me a new pair of glasses? And I said, well, I can pray for you to get new glasses or I can pray for you to get new eyes and I'll pray for either. Just let me know what you want. She thought about it a second and said, you know, I think I'd like new eyes. I'm like, all right, sounds good. So I prayed for her eyes. And I hadn't asked her what was wrong, whatever, but I just prayed and commanded healing into her eyes. And I think I prayed like two or three times. And then I'm having her check it out, look at like a clock across the room. And um, she starts saying to me, she's like, oh my God, I can see out of my right eye. I'm like, could you previously not see out of your right eye? She's like, no, I've been blind in that eye since I was born. So (laughs) I'm just praying. So she's now looking across the room. She can see colors. She can like make out shapes. She can count the, and I had her cover her, her good eye and she's counting ceiling tiles. I mean, and she had literally only been able to see like this dark shadowy, I don't even know what, just out of that eye since she was born. So um, that was probably one of the most fun ones was I didn't even know she was blind. So I go from healing, um, trying to heal poor eyesight to completely blind eye. That was, that was pretty awesome. So what was her initial reaction? Like you told me that, but after like a few minutes and she started realizing what was happening, how did, how did she like react from there? Oh, she was totally thrilled. She was, she was ecstatic. Um, we then started praying for the other reasons she was there. And I mean, I don't know, nothing got healed immediately on the spot that we could see and it would have been pretty obvious, but um, yeah, no, she was, she was thrilled. And um, I kept praying for her eyes at that point because I wanted them all the way better. Um, cause I, Jesus didn't die for us to be partly healed. So I don't really think I should stop until you're all the way healed either. Um, but, and I think I ended up, it was towards the end of the day and I ended up having to go do some other stuff cause you know, it was my job. Um, but no, she was, she was, she was pretty thrilled. Okay. Continue on. Let's hear some more testimonies. So another, another one of my favorites, this one isn't super amazing in the sense that it was a headache that got healed, but the way it got healed was pretty fun. Um, my wife is a college English professor and 
I was praying for one of her students, and I asked her student, because her student had this really bad migraine. She'd had it for days, and I said, do you mind if I pray for you? She's like, well, I don't believe in all that. I said, well, I don't care. I said, I wasn't expecting you to believe in all of that, because even non-believers, they expect you're supposed to believe or something for it to work, and I'm like, I, I don't really care if you have faith. My faith is what's going to get you healed. So, so she's like, I don't believe in that. So I'm like, okay. So I prayed real quick. She took her hand, prayed real quick prayer. And just said, you know, command all pain to go right now in Jesus' name. And when I said now, I snapped my finger. And I had, and then I told her to move her head. Well, her, her headache instantly vanished. And then she freaked out. She's like, <laughs> what did you do to me? No, no, no. What did, what did you do to me? I said, I told you, I'm going to pray for you. And God loves you, so he's going to heal you. I said, so God healed you. I said, it was, <laughs> you know, truth in advertising. I did exactly what I told you I was going to do, and it happened. Um, but she, she's like spazzed out. She's like, you're weird. I'm going somewhere else now. She like ran off. It was, it was pretty fun. You know, it's funny that when that happens, they get healed, right? So the headache is gone and all that, but you're the weird one. Because I've had people say that to me, too, and I find that so funny. I'm weird, but I just got you healed, and the pain is gone. So, like, what are you talking yeah. about? Well, then, then sometimes people are like, oh, it's, is it mind over matter? I'm like, you tell me. I told you exactly what I was going to do. I mean, you haven't had any results using mind and matter so far, so you tell me. Yeah, because if it was mind but, over matter, you would have think you would have fixed it by now, no? Exactly, right? So another one, another one with one of my wife's students. So um, she, this lady was going to go in for a consultation with a surgeon the next day to uh, have surgery on her shoulder, which is separated. And, and that's basically a condition where like the ligaments and tendons pull away from the bone. And so that's kind of bad. She was going to get surgery the next day. She had poor range of motion in that, that shoulder, as you can expect. So she called my wife and, and my wife, anytime somebody needs to get healed, my wife always grabs me. Um, so my wife, my wife had me come in, she puts her on speakerphone and I pray for her. Um, and I have her try and move, I have her do it gently because I don't want to hurt her if it didn't get healed. But I pray for her arm and have her move it gently to see if she has any less pain or more range of motion. Nothing. No, it's perfectly fine. She's got full range of motion. I prayed once, I think, and her arm got completely healed. Went to the surgeon the next day because she went ahead and had this consultation. No surgery because her arm was perfectly fine. That's pretty cool. You know, I, I've had um, something happen in that sense, which I think is a little weird. Did you ever have someone tell you, please don't heal me right now because I'm having surgery for a lawsuit or I don't want to lose my disability? Or Have you ever ran into anything like that? I haven't, but I, I have friends who have. Um, and that one always blows my mind because I'm like, you know, I appreciate that you've got whatever fear in your situation going on. But what, you, what that means is that you, do, you underestimate the power of God. Yeah. I, and and it, it, to this day, it kind of floors me whenever I see anything like that. And I'm like, really? <laughs> all right. Well, all right. So we got about maybe two, three more minutes in this segment. Uh, what other? Well, let me ask you this. What was like the like the longest and most drawn out healing you've had to do? Longest and most drawn out healing. Long term, longest and most drawn out healing. Or do you mean like it, it, like something that took an hour, but we prayed for the whole hour kind of thing? Um, Let's go for both. What do you have? Oh, the longest one is probably my wife. Uh, she's just got a lot of chronic pain conditions. So, I mean, regularly I'm praying for her. Um, but it's more like I'm praying for specific things. So, like, she'll have joint pain here or this or that or whatever. Um, and so we'll pray, and in the moment, that immediate thing will get healed. We'll do a little emotional healing, a little deliverance, a little whatever. 
Um, and when we, each time we do that, that immediate problem she's having gets healed, but it's still this long, gradual process we're having to walk out this sort of larger injury uh, process that she's got. Um, so, I mean, the longest one I would say is that, and it's it's been a process of years. But um, otherwise, longest, it's hard to say, because most of the time when I get to pray for people, they're not really into letting me pray for them for long periods of time. Um, a lot of time it's somebody on the street somewhere and it's like after, after two or three times of praying, they're like, okay, we're done. Or I can, you know, they don't say it, but you can kind of feel the vibe. They're like really ready to move on. Yeah. It's funny. Uh, one of our previous guests said uh, the best way that he does it is he prays until it's awkward and then he prays one more time. Oh, that was a great response. Yeah. There. That's probably about what I do. <laughs> Very cool. All right, listeners, we are that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Yeah. We're up against our first break listeners. We're going to, um, step out for just a second when we come back we're going to hear more about michael's background and experience so keep it locked here on the heal the sick podcast million here with you back after this hey everyone million here we would like to welcome audible as a sponsor to this podcast and for you the listeners of the heal the sick podcast audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service to download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com forward slash million. M-I-L-L-I-A-N, you know how to spell it. Again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash million for your free audiobook. Listeners, back on segment number two here on the Heal the Sick podcast, and I would like to invite you to please visit our website at dominionfire.com where you're going to find all the catalog of this podcast from episode one all the way up to today. And I will ask you also if you please go visit iTunes when you have the chance if you're a user of that service. Find our podcast and please leave a five-star review. Please leave some positive comments because the more that we do this, the higher it gets up in the rankings. And as I tell you, every week the world needs to hear this. Same thing with you. YouTube, go to youtube.com forward slash Dominion Fire Church, and you'll find the DeFire vlog that I put out with various topics on things not necessarily healing, but just life in general. And same deal, the world needs to hear this, and the more that people hit thumbs up and subscribe, the higher it goes up in the rankings, and the more people we reach. And we got to get this message out to the world because, as uh, we were chatting about on the break, there's a collective consciousness of the world about certain things that we believe that are not necessarily what is the truth, even though we believe them. So it's uh, people need to hear this stuff. So all that, everything is at dominionfire.com. And if you ever get stuck, just email us at dominionfirechurch at gmail.com and I'll be happy to help you out. So Michael King is joining us today. Again, he is he's a freaking miracle worker, this guy. Um, nurse, author, and into all this cool stuff we talked about now. And let's find out more about him. Michael, please share uh, your background and experience and tell us about you, please. All right. Will do. Thanks, Marianne. So I've basically always been a believer. My dad's an Episcopal priest and I got, I mean, I remember getting saved when I was like two or three. Um, and yes, you can get saved when they're that year that young. Um, so I, I really didn't know a whole lot about healing. Um, but I got baptized in the spirit when I was like four or five as well. And then fast forward to like 19 or 20, I didn't remember really any of that. Um, so I went to college, got really rebaptized basically in the Holy Spirit, the speaking in tongues and a lot of, a lot of the supernatural and healing. It's always been a real passion of mine. Even when I was in my early teens, I wanted to be a doctor, um, currently a nurse. Um, 
so it was, so healing's always been a real passion of mine to begin with, but I just didn't really want to wait until I made it through med school and residencies before I could start like quote unquote really helping people. So I started looking into a lot of like alternative medicine, acupuncture, a lot of different stuff like that. And when I was like 1920, God really hijacked me in a really good way with with things of the spirit that I just I was vaguely familiar with because I was very familiar with the Bible because I had a very good biblical Christian upbringing. But uh, it was the things of the the Holy Spirit and the power of the spirit that really I wasn't very familiar with. So um, I started listening to uh, messages by Bill Johnson and Randy Clark um, out of Bethel in California and um, Global Awakening out of Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania. And I lived in Pennsylvania at the time, so I'd go to a lot of Randy Clark's conferences and events and stuff nearby, and he's really big on healing. So I was learning more about this stuff and practicing it out, praying for random people in Walmart and on the street, wherever. Um, and I really didn't see a whole lot happen for, for years um, until actually I started the healing increase after I stuck a penny to a wall in its state, which sounds a bit bizarre, but... Um, it was it was this moment where I saw this video of somebody doing something on YouTube. I tried it myself. This coin stuck to the wall when I held it there, and I had this bolt of energy shoot up my arm. So um, it was like this impartation of faith happened. And then after that, when I started praying for people more consistently, I got results. And then from there, uh, it's just kind of been this ongoing journey of, of learning about healing, inner healing, deliverance, uh, and just all of these different components that all that all basically meet together to help people get physically healed. Uh, more recently, the last number of years, the Lord's been taking me on a journey having to do with understanding what I refer to as the gospel of immortality. Um, and just understanding when Jesus said that you will not die, what does that mean for our physical body? And how does that influence our ability to have faith to heal the sick? Because I believe if we're, if we're going to have faith to believe that people aren't ever going to die, it really increases our faith to heal the sick because we've got our faith already set at a much higher bar. And the Lord actually told me one time, he said, um, you know, cause I was praying, I was like, God, I really want more people to get healed when I pray for them. And he said, you know, you can do it two different ways. He said, you can pray for a ton of people. And eventually as a result of just basically time and effort over time, more people will, will get healed. He said, or you can get a better revelation. And I'm like, that sounds like a better option to me. I'll go with option B. Because, I mean, once you get a higher higher revelation, it always trumps every lower understanding. And so I think really God's always taking us from glory to glory. So that's, that's really what God's been doing with me is taking me into a path of, of what I understand is sort of be like a deeper level of healing, if you will. So it, it makes healing the sick like a much easier issue because my faith is already set somewhere way past that. You know, it's funny that you just mentioned that because that whole idea about a better revelation is something that I think about a lot because there's a lot of people that live on old revelation, not necessarily bad, but it's just there's better stuff now. And the example that I always give is uh, I one time had to take my dog to the vet with an injury and I said, well, can I just give him buffered aspirin? Doesn't that work for dogs? And he goes, yes, that's the old way of doing it. It works to a degree, but we just have better stuff now. And that for some reason that always stuck with me and it just hit me in, in connection with ministry with Revelation is that for whatever reason, I think as a whole, 
the body believes that, you know, some people in the 80s and 90s got revelation and we've been living off of that and that's where we have to stay and anything outside of that is heresy. But it's like, why did revelation just suddenly stop? Doesn't stuff constantly keep getting revealed? And, you know, people are not very comfortable with that. And I'd imagine you deal with that as well, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, any anything you talk about, I mean, the immortality thing people can get really spazzed out about. But, um, but any kind of new revelation, any new idea, something that expands their box, people respond typically in one of three ways. One, they're super hungry, super open, super excited that you shared it with them because they're like, There's, it's the missing piece. This is what I've been looking and praying for, you know, and they're super excited because God just simply connected you to at that moment. To, to take them that step further. Um, there's other people who super skeptical and they're like, well, that can't be God. Um, and, and they're really the heresy hunters. They're the people who are looking for reasons to find fault. And then there's the people who are, they're just really on the fence. And they're like, that could be, it might not be. I'm really going to have to test this, pray about it, think about it. And and the first and the third groups, the people who are super excited and the people who are on the fence, those are always the ones that I'm interested in speaking to. Because the people who are really just fault-finding and not interested anyway, I don't really care if I talk to them because they're not listening. They're, you know, they don't have ears to hear. They're, they're trying to see where you're wrong, and they're more just listening to you long enough to rebut what you're saying. Um, they're not looking for even anything good, even if they disagree with 90%, they're not even looking for the 10% they might agree with or might be able to learn from. So, so yeah, I mean, that's kind of a constant struggle, but, um, I think it's just a matter of the more you, the more you keep going in the direction you're going and you just don't compromise on that. The people who are in the, the heresy hunter category, they just disappear because after, after a while it stops becoming fun. Yeah, I think I heard somewhere it's something to the effect that yesterday's heretics or today's heroes or something like that, because they were That's willing to true. just keep keep pushing through that stuff. And uh, you know, it can be it can be difficult because one of my favorite Bible verses of all time is Proverbs twenty five two, where it's the glory of God to conceal a matter and the honor of kings to go search it out. Right there, that tells me that there's more to the story, that there's more that you don't see in plain sight. That you have to have a little bit of that you know, spiritual knowledge and backup or something from God to really get a hold of it. And I think it falls out of people's comfort zone to consider that what I've been studying for the last 20, 30 years, not as it's not that it's wrong. It's just that there is more that I'm overlooking. I think I thought I knew it all, but maybe they don't. And people are uncomfortable with that. And I totally get you. Well, I was I was telling you, too, a little bit ago um, on, on the break about I feel like people are spiritually really inconsistent. Uh, with the way we live life as a whole. Like everybody's always looking for the new iPhone or the new laptop or the upgraded whatever. Everybody's always looking for upgrades in normal, natural life. And I don't understand why we don't apply that to the spirit realm. And I think it's because we don't believe it's possible. But if we want a phone that works better, faster, sleeker, lighter, smoother, cheaper, whatever it is, I mean, we're always looking for something that's upgraded. Why don't we think that the God of the universe who has infinite wisdom why do we think he's not capable of giving us a way to do something faster? I, I have a friend who he's always constantly for searching for, for new, faster, and better ways to get people inner healed and delivered, to cast out demons and get inner healing stuff faster. Because what happens is when you accelerate the process, something that used to take, you know, one session a week for 20 years, you can do a month's or a year's worth of work in, in one or two sessions. And it's like, that, that impacts the number of people you can spend your time touching, the ripple effect of those people being healed and touching people, 
and and the number of other people you can now minister to because you're not tied down with these other people. Like it's it, God's all about increase and expansion of the increase of his government and peace. There will be no end. So we should expect expansion. We should expect expansion. All right, listeners, we are up against our second break. A little long in this segment, but the conversation was good, so we had a roll with it. We're coming up on our third segment where we're going to have some lesson time. You know it's going to be good, right? And it's going to have some prayer time, and then we're going to wrap it up, so keep it locked here for the upcoming third segment, Heal the Sick Podcast. Right back with you momentarily. Hey, everyone. Million here. We would like to welcome Audible as a sponsor to this podcast and for you, the listeners of the Heal the Sick Podcast. Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com forward slash million. M-I-L-L-I-A-N, you know how to spell it. Again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash million for your free audiobook. All right, listeners, back on the third segment of the Heal the Sick podcast. Million again here with you. Michael King joining us from the Portland, Oregon area. And we've had a great conversation thus far with some fun healing, some interesting worldview about uh, a kingdom worldview, I should say, about um, the topic of immortality. And and I I could hear the shudders through the audience when you said this because this is a touchy topic. And I'm so excited that you brought this up. I think it's the first person that's really brought this up. Uh, to this degree. So let's get into it. What makes you think you can live forever, you heretic? I'm just kidding. What do you think? Tell me about immortality. (laughs) So immortality is actually all throughout the Bible. Uh, There's a lot of different terms that the Bible uses to say it. It's just usually, and it actually does use the word immortality. It's just that's not the only thing it says. Um, Jesus said a bajillion different times, you will live and not die. You will live forever. You will have eternal life, everlasting life. And we've been always taught that that means, oh, in heaven after you die. But that's not what Jesus said. He just said, you know, he even said with at Lazarus' tomb, he said, whoever lives and believes in me will not die. And it's like Jesus said a lot of things, I think, really straightforward, flat out, that we've just kind of done theology gymnastics to, like, make it say something completely different um, than what he actually said, because it's much easier to believe that we'll live in heaven after we die than it is to have faith for us to never die in our physical body. Um, I'll throw out there um, that, that the belief that we're supposed to die and that the physical body is bad is actually the Gnostic heresy that Paul was fighting against way back in the day. So um, the Gnostic heresy is still alive and well in the church, and that's really why people struggle so much with the idea of physical immortality. But um, it's all throughout the Bible. In the beginning, God didn't say that if you eat of this tree, you'll sin. He said if you eat of this tree, you'll die. God doesn't want you to die because he loves you. So John 3.16, for God so loved the world that you would not perish. You would not die, but have everlasting life. It's always been about death. The wages of sin is death. So Jesus came to solve a sin problem so that he could fix the death problem. And yes, sin is bad because it causes death in every area of life. It causes death in your finances. It causes death in relationships, but it also causes death in your body. Um, I mean, so, so to me, Immortality it touches every area of life. It is it's it's it is the pervasive message of the gospel. Um, I don't think you can really believe quote unquote in the true gospel, if you will, without believing 
that God wants you to live forever. And that doesn't mean that I'm saying anybody who doesn't agree with me is unsaved. I don't mean that at all. I just mean that, that God has more for us than we can fathom. God has more for us than we can understand. And I truly believe that if we want to step into all of the goodness that God has for us, that we have to start getting a revelation uh, of the revelation that you will not die. So what will practically something like that look like? Meaning that, you know, thousands of years of this information and, you know, do we see people anywhere in the world living four or five? And I'm going to press you a little bit. That's why I'm asking. So do we see people living four or five hundred years or is this, you know, are they out there somewhere or is this a new revelation? Do you translate at some point? What do you practically think this would look like? I think it looks like all of the above. So there are actually stories of people who live in mountains, places. Say the Saudi Sundar Singh actually had an encounter with a, uh, um, on, on Mount Kailash, the guy, a guy known as the Maharishi of Bangladesh. He um, was lived in like the 400, 500 years or something. He had been baptized by Francis Hunter when he went to evangelize the, the Chinese and Indian and whatever, hundreds of years before. So this man, God tasked him with just interceding in the mountains uh, for for the world. So I, I do believe there are people, um, there are people who are alive. They're just not advertising it. They may be in mountain caves somewhere. They may be living in the hut down the street, the, the you know, house down the street, and they've just never told you. And I just don't know. I haven't met any that I know of yet, but I don't think that's important. Um, but I think too, there are people who will, they'll translate like Enoch, just boom, now they're in heaven. Um, but I also think too, it doesn't mean we always think 800, 400 years old. That means you're going to be old, decrepit with a cane. It's not what that means. It means they're healthy. They look like they're in their thirties, maybe forties, maybe twenties. They look perfectly healthy and you'd never know because that really the revelation of immortality means that you have health and long life. It doesn't mean that you, you get old, decrepit, decrepit and wrinkly. So now just to, again, press you a little bit on this, you'll have someone that will come along and say, you're appointed once to die and receive judgment. How would you reconcile that? I would recommend they read the verses after that. Uh, that scripture is in Hebrews, I believe, 10, Hebrews 9 or 10. And it talks about how, in summary, it says, basically, man's been appointed once to die, and the ju- then the judgment comes, so Christ died once for everybody. Um, that is a paraphrase, but essentially that passage is saying that Jesus died once as the atoning sacrifice for everybody. So if he already died once for me, I've been crucified with Christ, and I've been raised with him in newness of life and baptism, then I don't have to die anymore. Check that box off, done, and moving on. That's awesome. And uh, it's, I, want, I want to ask so many questions, but I know we have limited time here because this is a topic that uh, I, I'm pursuing as well, and I, I don't really talk about it much because it, it is out there and people are a little weird about it. But I often said that you know, I want to live to 200, and I'm translating out of here because it would probably take me that long to figure it out, but that's okay because i I got nowhere to be. You know, <laughs> I'll just go when I'm ready. <laughs> and uh, But I, I, I get that, and I'm pursuing it, and I know the um, questions and the things that people bring up. And you know, a lot of people, will make a pretty good case for some stuff, but there comes a point where you have to believe for something to happen for it to actually happen. You know, you have to settle it once and for all in your head that, yes, this is how it is. And a lot of times you'll see that just with healing or prayer or anything at all. Once you settle it once and for all that it's the truth, then things start to happen. So it's uh, there's a lot up against it. And I think you were saying earlier that there's like a worldwide cult, uh, consciousness within everybody's culture that death is going to happen no matter what. But it's uh, 
it, it, it's a very tough topic, and I'm sure you come up against resistance all the time, just like the rest of us do with this, yeah? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's we speak what we expect. You get what you ask for. How many times in, in normal conversation, the whole YOLO, you only live once, well, that's for you if you want, but not for me, thank you. Um, you know, well, when I get old and die, when I die, when, you know, all of this conversation about when I get old, when I die, someday when I'm old and senile, and it's like we speak death over ourselves and we don't even hear it. So we constantly in our conversations throughout our lives are choosing death time and time and time and time and time and time again. And then, you know, as if by magic, uh, you know, eventually we get old and die when we've been choosing it our entire lives. And, and I really think it starts by, like you said, getting a revelation of something different, having our sight set on what we want. And then we start speaking what we expect instead of what we've been used to speaking. Uh, so, I mean, that's at least a good starting point is change your conversation. I mean, you know, right about now in the world, you got the Summer Olympics going on and you see these incredibly fast men like Usain Bolt that it's unbelievable how fast this guy moves. But it wasn't too long ago that in Olympics and world competition, they never thought a four minute mile was possible. They didn't think it was humanly possible for someone to exceed that. So over time to see things come into existence, which may not have been possible before, is not out of the ordinary in the physical world. And if that could happen in the physical world, it can happen in the spiritual world even easier. So there's there's a lot of mindset and stuff to overcome. Now, I know we're long on this because this is such a good topic. And listeners, if you would like for us to get more deep into this and have like a full out conversation about the topic of immortality and you want to learn more, uh, drop me a line at dominionfirechurch at gmail.com and we'll do a, a segment on the 360 channel about all this stuff. So, um, Michael, that's phenomenal. Thank you so much. If people would like to find you, track you down, maybe ask you some questions or start learning about this, how could they find you? So I have a... a website that I regularly blog on. I usually put out once a week on Wednesdays. It's thekingsofeden.com. So my last name is King, multiple kings, thekingsofeden.com. And usually once every month or two, I actually write about immortality. So there's tons of stuff you can search about resurrection, immortality, healing. There's all sorts of stuff on there. Um, and you can also throw me an email. Uh, super confusing here, thekingsofeden at gmail.com. So kingsofeden.com, thekingsofeden at gmail.com. I don't know if I'll remember that. That's a rough one. But um, listeners, if by any chance you get stuck on that, if you can't find anybody or you're not getting it for whatever reason, make sure you email us again, dominionfirechurch at gmail.com, and I'll make sure you get in contact with our guest today. So, Michael, it's been awesome having you here, and we're coming up on our uh, kind of the finale of everything with our prayer time. What I'd like to ask you to do is to pray for our audience right now, and anything that comes to you, any sort of like word of knowledge, prophetic, discernment, anything whatsoever, you want to call it out, by all means, let it rip. And at this point, please pray for our audience and take it all the way to an amen, please. All right, will do. So the first thing, and I just feel this really strongly in my heart, is there is a woman out there, and she feels responsible for her son's death. And I just, I feel this, just the sadness of the Lord coming over me. And I just, the Lord is crying with you, but he wants you to know that it's not your fault. It's not something you did. And, and I really just, I sense the Lord just wanting you to, to come to a place where you can let go of that guilt because the Lord doesn't bring guilt. He doesn't condemn. He doesn't bring condemnation. And like he's saying, it's not your fault. It's not something you did. It's not even something you failed to do. Uh, the enemy is a thief who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So just my encouragement to you is I'm sorry, first of all, really sorry about the loss of your son, but it's not your fault. So Father, 
We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your kindness and your love. We decree life. We decree resurrection power into every person listening. We decree healing into every injury and every body, healing into the soul. Father, we come, we decree healing into every aspect of people's lives. And we even decree, Father, a release of this revelation that Jesus said that you will not die. You have life within you. We thank you, Father, that you are the author of life, that, that you bring life and life more abundantly, even as Jesus said in John 10, 10. So we receive that by faith. We release the revelation of immortality and decree that now over our bodies, over our families, over our lives, even over our finances, our jobs and everything, we decree that life and that, that, that it will not die. And we thank you for that now, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, listeners, and there you have it. And if uh, if by chance that was uh, you that Michael mentioned and you would like to share anything with us, and we'd be happy to pray with you here at Dominion Fire and, and our guests as well, you're welcome to do so. Uh, email us again, uh, dominionfirechurch at gmail.com. Or if uh, and if you got anything at all from our any of our episodes, any of our prayer times, we'd love to hear those testimonies, so please share that with us when you have a chance. The entire catalog of the show, again, available at dominionfire.com, as well as all of our other media projects, and content that we create, youtube.com forward slash Dominion Fire Church, on Twitter at Healing Minister, facebook.com forward slash Dominion Fire. We are all over the place. So if you need anything whatsoever, you want to learn more, want to train, want to figure this out, want to get activated and start uh, bringing life everywhere you go, this is the place to go, Dominion Fire. So thank you for joining us here. We'll be back with you next week and we're going to continue rolling on towards 100. Thanks for being with us. And as we always say here at our ministry, boom, goes Yeshua. We'll see you next time. Thank you.